0: Hello and welcome to Season 2 of our Parallel Paths, a future for my loved one with a disability and for me. I'm your host Jerry, Dr. Geraldine Arango-Dilly, parent, professor, podcaster. Our Parallel Paths is about creating a promising future for our adult family members with an intellectual disability like my son Nick, and a promising future for ourselves as that role of parent, family member or caregiver whoever you are in their lives evolves alongside them. There is more than one path, more than one future to talk about. And that's why we're here. This is part two of an episode where we were talking about managing supports, and I invited my supports broker, Bradley Beck, to share experiences and some wisdom on managing and supporting staff. A supports broker, if you have not heard that term, is what I would define as an experienced, flexible, creative team member that's hired by, say, Nick and our family, to help us with hiring and supporting our staff and just generally helping Nick to live the kind of life he wants and that we want for him. And helping somebody live that life varies from family to family because people have different visions for themselves and their loved one. So Bradley's job will differ across family to family and that's what we are continuing the conversation about today. And I am curious about that supporting staff piece from someone else's experience and perspective. And so, a little more from Bradley, our supports broker. So, we were talking about some of these experiences that you have had and continuing the conversation about what you're finding are helpful tips for managing our staff, because it's not always easy. Because some of us, like myself, don't come at this from the experience of managing anything but our own lives and our own families. How about hiring people into your life, into your home?
1: Well, yeah. So we were talking about feedback before. And I I hinted at it a little bit, the idea that you could create a self-assessment form for a worker, maybe six months to a year in probably six months when they first get hired, you want to, or maybe even three months really, Mm. just to get a sense of where they think they're at and then you complete the same form and you can see if you guys are on the same page or if there's a gap. That's not to say that every family would need to do something like that. You were thinking that maybe that could be something that would be good for Nick. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a good idea because when we talk about the changes since I've been Nick's sports broker, he lived with you. Yes. Now he lives on his own with a yes. roommate. Yes. And
0: you live a half hour away. Mm-hmm. And... 23 minutes to be okay. specific. I don't want to
1: disclose exactly where, where you, you lived just, if that well, was We
0: still don't know. <laughs> right.
1: right. So 23 minutes away and you're not able to be on top of the workers as you were before. And that means that you are putting more trust in them, you are empowering them more, everything we were talking about before, and you appreciate it, and you yeah. want to make sure they're doing their best, you obviously care about Nick's safety, his well-being, making sure he thrives the most, and that could be something to help formalize this, to make sure you have, I, I don't know how many workers he has that are paid four or five, but... Yeah. um to make sure you're being fair to everyone. You're putting the same standard for each worker, even though each worker, the workers he has are very different from each other. They are, which is fine, yeah. It's good for Nick that he has all these people in his life that are different, that come from different viewpoints, but they all support him. They all respect him in the same way. And then this is a way to track that and to be fair, but it's going to be difficult. Because you have workers that have known him for years and years and years before they were ever workers. Mm -hmm. How do you say to them, here, tell me how good you think you're doing I know,
0: I know. And yet, the thing that, you know, always sort of empowers me to do all those kind of awful things is, I'm doing this for Nick. Yeah. You know, I can go on Mama Bear because it's my child. And things I wouldn't do or expect of myself, I will do because of my son and how vulnerable he is and how much I am trusting you.
1: And that's what's so wild about it is that as a parent, you are putting this amount of trust and your son who's an adult, but needs this level of support to Mm -hmm. be independent. There are plenty of parents who just say, okay, it's just going to be our little show. Yes. for decades and decades. And that's one way to do it. And that's fine. Yeah. You're doing it a different way. You're putting a lot of trust in people because more likely than not, some of those other parents, they just couldn't put that trust in other people. Right. And with that trust comes that accountability. Even if it's something that for the last couple of years, you or anyone who's listening, maybe you've had workers for a few years, you haven't been doing it. If you think it's time to start doing it, then it's time to start doing it. If you don't think it's time to start doing it, that's Mm -hmm. fine too.
0: Yeah, because nobody is at the three-month mark at this point. No. That ship sailed. Yeah. But am I going to say, well, now I can't do it because it's too late? It's like, no. This is an opportunity and it's going to take all my, you know, to put on the big girl panties and say, you know, I may have to say something constructive as well as say something positive. Constructive does not mean negative. But, you know, it is an opportunity and it really is all about my son.
1: And this is another thing to think about. I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but if you are self directing workers, you have a pay range you could pay workers at. You can pay them, you know, this amount of money. You can pay them, there's a maximum amount of money. And there are many factors. Depending on your waiver, you might have only so much of a budget to pay a worker. But if you can start a little lower, then you can work in Raises every year or so until they hit a maximum amount. And if you could tie this feedback to it, then it can be a nice thing because, as much as people don't like giving feedback, of course.
0: Because you might have to say something that isn't glowy. Right. I'd love to be gushy, but I may have to be sub gushy, and that has to be okay too.
1: Yeah. Once again, if you tie it to compensation, it becomes a nice thing. That's my thoughts on that.
0: Okay. Other pearls of wisdom on this kind of managing support staff, I find it rather challenging. And I tend to look and go, am I, you know, what happened there? I don't like to be reactive. I like to kind of feel like I'm a little in front of it as best I can. And then the tips that I had offered in the first podcast that I had done on this that were mine that I pulled from the internet and said, this sounds like me because I came up with 22 tips. And there was too many tips. So I kind of culled it down to five. And I hear these in what you're saying. Communication, which is so important. And delegating, where you talked about the idea of people bringing their strengths and their interests and finding the right job for the right person and the right person for the job are two different and yet overlapping things. Checking in, and that may well be the formal or the informal, the checking in that I try to do, even though I'm not here, I show my face to everyone at least every other week so that someone sees us, that we are still here. And, you know, lots of texting and the occasional phone call, but that check-in piece, especially important because we're not always here. And acknowledging work and also trying to understand. I think I'm hearing pieces of all that in here. So I feel validated because it means that I didn't do too badly on my list. But is there anything there that You feel like. Well,
1: yeah, I would say like we were talking about before is being flexible and fair. Workers are different and it's a wonderful thing, you know, for someone who has multiple workers to have different types of people in their lives. I very much remember working at a very large provider in the area. Mm -hmm. And one of my supervisors was a very long time ago, said to me that I'm not as enthusiastic with my praise after doing tasks, we were doing applied behavior analysis, that I should be more enthusiastic. Now that's fair feedback. Mm-hmm. I am a pretty even tempered, I'm a very like low key kind of person, but I do remember the example, especially when people that were the supervisors at this place would be running goals and giving feedback. It would always be like this, you did mm-hmm. a great job.
0: I am so proud of you Mm -hmm.
1: because they chose the triangle instead of the square or something like that. But anyway, that's not me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I build a relationship with my people. Yes. I will take your feedback into consideration, but I'm also, I'm not going to change who I am as a person because I think I have a good relationship with the people I support Mm -hmm. and they like me. So... That's what you have to also realize when you're a parent is that you're going to have different kinds of workers. As long as they're doing the right things, as long as the person, your, your son or daughter, likes them, it should be good. There are some workers, and I'm sure you have this with your workers, you have some who take initiative and some who need more guidance. Yes. Now, you might think about that and say, well, of course you want the person who takes more initiative. But I've had some workers take
0: strange initiative initiative over the years.
1: (laughs) And personally, I feel like I'm a worker who doesn't take a lot of initiative as a sports broker. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me exactly what you want and I will do it well, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to take things into my own hands because it's not my son, it's not my daughter. Okay, I think both are valid. You're going to have lots of different types of workers and I definitely have some pairings of like workers with parents where these people are complete opposite ends whether it be their personality their politics their Uh anything you could think of and they still make for great teams okay so i think just being open-minded the person you have in mind when you put the ad might not be the person you end up hiring Mm -hmm. and the results of that might be more wonderful than you could ever imagine
0: yeah, I like that idea of just keeping an open mind yeah. and kind of going with your gut on some things, because there is something to the gut that you're sitting there talking to somebody and they may be kind of going in a direction you weren't expecting or totally going along and something tells you, oh, yeah, this, let me give this person a try. Or I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. There's a bit of gut that goes into this. I think about as an educator and as an advocate, people talking about, A, we are the experts. You know, the family is the expert. The child, adult, is the expert on themselves, and so don't discount that.
1: And there have been times when I've been in an interview with someone, you know, where it's the parent, individual receiving services, myself, the interviewer, and I. sometimes I just want to say, stop the interview, you're hired. (laughs) And then there's other times when an interview ends, and I've looked at the parent, we've looked at each other and thought two totally different things. Mm-hmm. And so, well, we talk it out. We say, okay, well, why do you feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And that's a good, it is. you know, it's ultimately the decision of the person receiving services, yeah. the parent. I'm just there to mm-hmm. give advice, you know, that's-
0: That's the support and the support broker <laughs> yes. piece, you know?
1: Yes, sometimes I've said, oh, I don't think this person should be hired. And I was wrong and I was mm-hmm. very happy to be wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to just double back to something you said that I can't help thinking about as a teacher, which is, great job, is not yeah. always <laughs> instructive. And yeah. that one of the things that we kind of help our students with is to be able to say that without using the same verbiage over and over again. Great job, great job, great job.
1: There's a list it, you could print out on the internet. Well, like of A hundred ways yeah. to say. <laughs> and
0: you know yeah. what? Print it out. Because sometimes yeah. that kind of constructive feedback is really saying, instead of saying, great job, that was wonderful, amazing, it doesn't really tell me anything. Here's me describing to you what was this thing that worked and being able to just restate it and rephrase it and say that specifically, this is what it was and that I thought you did a great job on and being specific because that helps me to advance what I had in mind as the common law employer, but also helps people to know what they did do well because great job, great job. One time when I was observing a student teacher years ago, I was sitting in the back of the room and this was a bunch of middle school kids and the young woman was nervous because I was there as the supervisor, but she was doing this and everything that the kids said, she said, yes, great job. And it was just an affectation of a new student teacher. But the kids in the back where I was sitting were going, great job, great job, in the back by themselves. And I said, afterward, I said, you know what? I recognized that, but so did they. You don't have to say great job, you have to say something else that says I acknowledge yeah what you're saying or it's correct or whatever but to get creative with that. And that's part of maybe what we need to do as well. Yeah. Because great job is not always helpful. And sometimes it's a little beaten to death.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, good job is the yeah, that was the number one when I worked as a support worker just Trying to see how long I could go without saying it, but you would say it as a reflex. I worked 15 years as a support worker, and yeah, that's part of the dialogue. But I was going to say, going back to feedback, a a personal story. When I 20 years ago, I got a job in a law office, just part time. My first time ever working in an office, Mm -hmm. and a couple days in, or maybe a week or two in, the boss, the lawyer there, he says to me, "Brad." The way you answer the phones is unprofessional and i said oh well how so mm-hmm. i really okay. didn't know because yeah. i had never worked in a right that's a okay. professional job before mm-hmm. so he talked with me about it he said these are the types of things you would say on the phone
0: so mm-hmm. i wrote them
1: on a post-it note i put them on my monitor okay so when i would answer the phone i could see them in front of mm-hmm. me yeah. which uh, people at the office thought was funny, (laughs) but it helped me out. And when I think of like, you know, there's definitely been times in my life where I've been given feedback, where I've been defensive. I'm not going to pretend that I'm perfect, but that was definitely an example of someone giving me feedback in a great way. And it stuck with me Mm -hmm. because to this day, I have a posted note in my desk drawer and emails depending on the situation, because I mean, how many times do you get an email that's like best Uh, I don't like best,
0: (laughs) all the best, something. But yeah, all those little points that really do make the interaction smoother, make it more sort of civilized, has better potential for moving on to better things.
1: So one other thing that I have here, not Mm -hmm. too many more, is support as far as training and resources go. Okay. So if you self-direct you'll know that the training budget is whatever you are willing to spend on crackers and cheese mm-hmm. and and soda mm-hmm. <laughs> there's right. no training budget you can't pay the workers to be trained in mm-hmm. our model i don't know right. other people listening might be able to do that which case you should yeah. but training is something you definitely want to think about in terms of giving them support on how to work with your child whether it's someone might have autism or angelman syndrome and Mm -hmm. just helping them learn about it helping them learn things that are not just specific Mm -hmm. but things that are more general also we've done it i think once or twice with nick getting the whole team together yeah for a session that's another difficult thing to do because nobody's getting paid for it right And it's a little different than if, you know, if I had my own business and I asked everyone to come in on their own time and not pay them and it's benefiting my business, that's one thing. But it's not like you're getting money because of this. Yeah, yeah. You're not benefiting from it. That's another example of really having the workers being invested and saying, yeah, I want to come in for an hour Mm -hmm. on a a Tuesday night or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to get people together to talk about what's working, what's not working. Obviously, with the person at the center of the conversation, they should be there. They should be saying, you know, what they like, what they want to do more of. Yeah, those are two things. I don't really have a good answer for training and having the occasional group meeting. But that's something that, once again, if you are able to build up a team and you're able to put that trust in people, like they will want to come to it. Yeah. I think, I
0: hope. And we keep it concise and we keep it sort of pointed so that we know yeah. your time is valuable and you're giving it free. And I will cook or bake, yeah. maybe, you know, because if you bake it, they will come. So it's something that I think was in my podcast episode. It was like, that's on my list. I really need to figure that out. It's been such a long time.
1: And that's something, too, where like when we talk about the feedback with like the official feedback forms, that's one of the things that I waver on because this isn't, you know, insert name of the big provider wherever you live here, where this is a family thing. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, an intimate, personal thing. And when you're asking people to come in to do training on their own time or to come to a team meeting and it's unpaid time, they have to really buy into it. They have to believe in it.
0: And I do believe that my people that work with Nick that they really do care and that they really have bought in. It's sometimes a matter of how we keep everybody, myself as the common loan player and them as the staff, continually buying in and feeling like part of something and being willing to shift as Nick needs them to shift and And me to shift.
1: (laughs) How long did it take to build up that team to the point where you felt like, you really had something going with
0: it. It has started and stopped. It is not a point where I feel right now that I've got it all going. Yeah. And That's so close. it is, you know, close. And then you lose somebody that you think the world of. And then you gain people that you are working on getting to that point of, again, the respect that you assume and the competence we assume and keeping that going. It is all A work in progress. And I think if we acknowledge the fact that it is, that you may never get to a point that sticks where it's like, oh yeah, it's perfect now. It runs like a well-oiled machine because life doesn't run like a well-oiled machine. But if we can sort of put some ideas in place and some sort of beliefs for ourselves in place, we can at least know that we're working on it. And I thank you, Brad, for your part in helping us work on La vida, Nick, because it is a team effort, and your expertise helps me to be the expert that I'm not in that sort of managerial kind of way. And that hopefully, what we look at and what our vision is for Nick and with Nick helps you to do your job better, too. And your understanding of it and your clarity of it, even though sometimes I in waivers for me how can I tell you what I'm still working on in my head but that that helps you to do your job better for Nick
1: yeah it makes it easier the families who I'm either just start working with it's obviously much more difficult Mm -hmm. because I how can I give that personalized service when I'm just getting to know you or if it's a family that keeps me more at like arm's length Mm -hmm. I can only do so much what I wanted to say was I guess my last point is um, about Patience. So I would say to anyone who's listening who is not a parent, someone who's a, maybe a professional, if you were to say, oh, you know, it might take a couple of years, it might take a year or two to get a good team, you just got to be patient. You have to remember that the parent has been patient for 21 years minimum. Mm-hmm. From your perspective as a worker you know, or, or a sports broker, you might say, okay, well, it might take a couple months, but they've been waiting for years and years and years, and you have to learn about them, you have to learn about where they've come from, so you know you can understand if they might want things to go a little faster than you think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. The person who I work with, who has the twenty-four-seven staff, when one of those workers leaves, that's a huge—a uh, forty-hour week, even a thirty-hour week—that is a yeah. huge. That's months and months of despair and. Are we going to hire anyone like how are we going to make this work? And luckily, with maybe one or two exceptions over the seven years I've been supporting them, the workers, they understand that if they do have to leave, they're going to give like three or four months notice, which Mm -hmm. is wonderful, Mm -hmm. gives us time to look Mm -hmm. and We always find people. We always find the right people. But it is something where I think about for the mom who's been self-directing now for, I think, like six or seven years. It's stressful. Yes. And if at some point in time she says to me, you know what, I think I'm going to have a provider take over because I can't keep doing this because it's not sustainable, I would understand. And I wouldn't look at it as a failure because ultimately... They were able to self-direct for so long, and they're mm-hmm. continuing; just they're not stopping mm-hmm. anytime soon, as far as I know. Yeah. But they were able to do something wonderful. Self-direction is difficult; it is, you know, an unpaid, yes. Uh, yes, often yes. thankless job for the, yes. the parents. Yes. Once again, you have someone like me say, "Just be patient." <laughs> <laughs> so, but it takes time to build trust and to create that supportive environment. I understand it's not a hundred percent with Nick; mm-hmm. it probably will never be, mm-hmm. but I feel like over the years, we really have built up a wonderful team, and it took a long time, and there were definitely mm-hmm. a lot of bumps in the road, yeah. And yeah. but yeah, that would be the last thing that, that I would say about it is, once again, maintaining that positive attitude, which I know can be difficult mm-hmm. because it's a lot of work, but the payoff for the families that I work with who self-direct versus people who don't, the level of independence that Nick has. I mean, you know, him working at his job and everything that he's done over the years. It's incredible.
0: We're working on it. It's a work in progress. And we're all, you know, we really are proud of Nick and all that he has stepped up for and defied expectations. But always an eye on the finite nature of life and how does this go when I'm not around anymore? And that's my prime motivation. And so all the support you know, our family is so grateful for all the support and grateful to you for the type of support that you provide, which has been ongoing through all the ups and downs of these last few years of self directing.
1: Yeah, thank so you. So, thanks.
0: Thank you. thank you. And hey, listeners, thank you for joining me on our parallel paths today with part two with Bradley. I hope that these thoughts on managing your supports people help you on the journey as you manage your supports people. And so, as I'll always ask, please do consider becoming a follower of our podcast because this conversation is ongoing. And I really hope that you'll return and you'll come listen and learn from more stories of people like you and me and our loved one with a disability on our parallel paths. So see you next time. Take care.